Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NFL Showdown Strategy Show. I'm Dave Lochran, bringing you another edition of the Millie Maker for Monday Night Football to close out week nine. With me, as always, Matt Gajeski. Matt, you ready to wash that stink off of us from last night? I'm ready, and I, it couldn't be a better game. This is the type of game you and I love. Some fringe talent on the rosters. I'm ready, man. And with us, we got a really special guest with us today, Alex Brown. He goes by AB, former NFL football player for the Chicago Bears and NBC Sports, NBA, NBC Chicago analyst for the Chicago Bears. Here to break everything down with us. AB, man, glad to have you with us. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I'm ready to get this thing going. Let's go. So let me let me start with you, AB. After last night's game between Tampa <laughs> And New Orleans. I don't even know why I kept it on the whole time. I usually go through and through 60 minutes. I close it out, and I did. But I probably shouldn't have. That game was one of the most unpredictable spots you could have found. And now you now you see uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys in primetime last week. That script went off the, the off the rails. Yesterday, with the Bucks being favored by a field goal or more in some spots, that went off the rails. Tampa Bay and New York last week went off the rails. It's been pretty tough to predict the direction that a lot of these games are going to take, which is why when we talk about these showdown slates, man, we got to cover it from all angles. Yeah, you do. I mean, if you just, I, I, I was looking at just the history of Drew playing against, um, playing against Tampa. And I know Tom Brady and he's gotten a lot of weapons on the offensive side, but that defense is pretty much the same. And he's been eating them up every time uh, that he's been facing them for the most part. So if you look at it that way, then you can see why, uh, New Orleans dominated that game, but you would have thought that their defense wouldn't have dominated uh, Tampa the way they dominated. So I thought it was going to be a, a closer game, more competitive game. But um, being that I do have a little Saints blood in me, I was good to. It was good to see. I got to ask you: Have you ever been involved in a game in your, you know, in nearly a decade of playing in the NFL where you just get you just get your doors blown off at home, monster loss, going into the locker room not knowing what hit you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, hell, I had to play against Peyton Manning, and that was in 2004, and I think he was on that stretch of throwing for four or five touchdowns every game, and we were like, he's not going to do that against us. And then Erlacher goes down, it's like, okay, Erlacher's not playing. All right, uh, so, all right, I don't know how we're going to stop him, and we didn't. Uh, Edwin James ran for 200 yards on us, and Ron Rivera was like, well, he's old. He doesn't have anything left. Okay, he had a little bit left. <laughs> and he showed us all of it. So, yeah, I, I've had those games. And you just, uh, on Monday, you go in and you watch the film really quick. 
and you throw it away and kind of move on because pretty much nothing in that game is going to help you moving forward. So just throw it away, flush it, learn from it, and let's keep going. So, Matt, that's exactly what Bill Belichick and the Patriots are going to have to do after a four-game losing skid. Uh, Bill Belichick coach teams, head coach teams, have never lost five games in a row. So it's a pretty big, it's a pretty important statistic coming into a spot against the New York Jets who um, <laughs> haven't won five in a row in quite some time. They're getting 10 points. Again, against a team that's dropped four straight and has looked nothing like their former selves, 41.5-point total. Uh Cam Newton coming out here, fumbled away the win, the potential winner tie last week against the Buffalo Bills. How do you see this one shaking out? As you guys know, we start from the back and then we work our way through it. We kind of unravel everything. How do you see this game playing out um, on both sides of the field? Do you see this being a spot where the Patriots, despite their struggles, can cover 10 points? It's hard not to back the Patriots this week. They are dealing with a ton of injuries, but that was the case last week when they nearly pulled out that win. Some of the players that are out for them, of course, Stephon Gilmore, arguably the top corner in the league. They're down their top two wide receivers, Nikhil Harry, Julian Edelman. But even with some of those losses, they were still competitive last week. On the other side, it's a Jets team moving in the opposite direction. They're actually getting a little healthier outside of Sam Darnold. They're getting back Crowder, it looks like. They're going to have all three of their receivers. I think for the first time since week one, that's Crowder, Rashad Perriman and Denzel Mims, which looks positive for them. But at the same time, I still don't see how they put up a fight against this New England Patriots team. Is Cam Newton in a position right now as we'll kick it off, A.B., with the Patriots quarterback spot? Uh, Cam Newton's the most expensive player on DraftKings by a wide margin, right? Because who else in this game are you going to pay up for? Who else can they justify paying up for, pricing up? Uh, is he in a position to run all over this Greg Williams coach defense that I think they, they blitz 32% of the time. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of pass catchers. Is, how, how, what is the recipe for Cam Newton and the Patriots to win here? And how much of it is going to be based on his ability to use his legs? Yeah, I, I think it's for them to win and dominate this game. I think it's going to be based on that. It has to be because I play, I play for Greg Williams and he's going to, He's going to send blitzes from everywhere, and he's going to make you think four is coming from one side, and then four is actually going to be coming from the other side. And if you just watch Cam over his career, he's not very good at reading complex defenses. When they're in a 3-4 type of defense and they're coming from all different angles, he just line them up, get everybody ready, put a hat on a hat, and then let's move forward. But there's no defense to account for a quarterback, all right? So if – if you can run that sweep right or sweep left and get Cam involved with his legs, then you got something. I think they'll get in trouble if for some reason the Jets get down, or I'm sorry, the Jets get up. Then I think uh, Cam, then they'll be in trouble because now he has to throw the ball, which means you have to uh, do pre-snap reads as far as where they're coming from, where the, uh, what coverage they're in. And I think uh, Greg can really confuse him that way. So if they're running the ball, I don't think they should have any problem in this game. Matt, is is Cam Newton the clear captain spot uh, captain spot choice here, or should we be looking elsewhere? We'll get into the wide receivers and the running backs momentarily, but uh, we've got a hit on him with this egregious price point you're getting on him. 19-8 in the captain spot. Next closest player is, you ready for this? Damian Harris, who's listed as questionable but expected to play at 15-3. Uh, 
I think he's clearly the optimal play. If you're not considering any sort of game theory, Cam Newton's going to project better than anyone else. He siphons off enough carries and red zone work to make some of the running backs less attractive. He gives you everything with his arm. They're 10-point favorites here. And the Jets' defense has been pretty bad. They're allowing the fifth worst yards per pass attempt. 4.1 yards per rush attempt's not great either. And Cam obviously is going to do it in both phases. So when you're just talking about clear optimal plays, I think Cam Newton is the top captain. The real consideration you need to think about is he's coming in right now if we're looking at our ownership projections, 99%. And then in the captain, 36%. Both numbers are absolutely mind-boggling. So essentially everyone that's playing showdown tonight will have Cam Newton. Essentially, yes. And I can't remember the last time I've seen this. I don't either. I, I'm, I'm trying to think throughout games of this season. I can't give you one concrete example of where this was the case. Now, we've seen like 80s, 85%. We've seen some really bad games, but I don't think we've seen anything to this extent. And AB, another question too is, can we run, Ken Newton's one of those guys, uh, and by the way, I should have mentioned this at the top, uh, Alex Brown, AB, big time DFS player as well. So we're bringing him on for his ability to break down matchups and break down games from an NFL player standpoint, but also someone that plays DFS. It's pretty helpful. Uh, he's, He's really done most of the work this year with his legs outside of one game against Seattle where he passed for almost 400 yards in that early season barn burner between the Patriots and the Seahawks. Um, but outside of that, he's he's been down players. Julian Edelman's out again. Nikhil Harry's out. Uh, he's going to be leaning on a lot of a lot of you know qu- suspect uh, passing or pass catching options. Who on this offense? is a reliable enough receiver for us to plug in there and, and feel decent about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, maybe I, the first guy, I mean, you probably got to go to is maybe Myers is a, is a guy that you can go to. And then I, I'd probably look at the running backs, the, the Burkhead. And then you look at white because you really don't want him to push the ball down the field because that's just chances that you really don't have to take. Um, so if, if you're thinking of Cam's going to, or, the Patriots are going to use this game and use Cam with, with his legs, it's going to be short passes. They really won't need to get in a position where they have to push the ball down the field. But if they do, I mean, I'd have a little bit of Myers in there if, uh, if there was anything, but that's about it. I'm really not, I'm really not uh, interested in any of uh, their guys on the outside. It'll be the running backs and, and Cam for sure. I don't think even like you guys say, I hear you say all the time, I don't think you need to get different um, in this one right here. Just put Cam at the captain spot and then get different other ways in the flex um, position. Yeah, and it's, and, and Matt, one, one interesting thing about the Jets is the run defense has been competent, but you have a number of pass-catching capable running backs for the Patriots that you would think they'd look to get involved. You do have guys like Demir Bird who has speed, but they haven't used him in that capacity yet. Uh, we've seen a number of receivers get over the top on these defenses. I don't want to throw Tyreek Hill in as an example because he's a complete outlier, right? But um, is there is there a bill? Is there the potential here for to get some deep opportunities, or do we just have no faith in Cam Newton's ability to to get the ball downfield and or his receivers to put themselves in a position downfield to make plays? It's not that I think he can't do it. I'm with AB on this. I don't think they'll need to, and I don't think it'll be their plan for success. If you want to just double down on the run game here, the Jets are, it looks like Quinn and Williams, he's one of their top run-stuffing defensive tackles, is doubtful for this game. If you want to just throw another feather in the cap of Newton in the run game, I think that makes some sense. 
With someone like Demir Bird, he's at a similar price point to Jacoby Myers. I would rather just pay up for the guy that's running primarily out of the slot and seeing those high percentage targets. If you're taking a dart throw on someone on the outside, I think you might as well just take the price point in Gunnar Olszewski, who didn't have a target last week, but he played on 65% of the snaps. AB, this is actually a question I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. With New England, they obviously traded for Isaiah Ford, but he's not eligible to play this week. They just put Isaiah, Ford, excuse me, Isaiah Zuber, who played a couple snaps, they've moved him to the practice squad. So right now it looks like they're only going to have four healthy wide receivers and one of them is Matthew Slater, their special teams guy. Do you mm-hmm. think this makes them go more with like Jacob Johnson, the fullback, or do you think they use two tight ends in this circumstance? I'm not sure what they do. Um, we're, I, I would say they're going to use two tight ends because I think the, the the scheme here is to to win this game running the football. Um, I think you you put your big guys on the field and you want to protect Cam if you're going to push the ball at all because I, I honestly I'm, I'm I don't think he can push the ball down the field I honestly don't not that he has the receivers to be able to do it but if you're going to make these throws you want to protect him so he has the time to decipher what Greg's trying to do to him and um yeah I would I, I would say yes um I would definitely um go with I would go with running backs him trying to get the ball out to White, him trying to get the ball to Burkhead, um, and then him running the ball. That's where I would go. Uh, that's where I'm going tonight. Uh, I don't know about you guys. That's where I'm going. Yeah, and they don't they don't really have many tight end. Uh, there's there's no real value at tight end either, Matt. Like you're, you're you're essentially funneled into making uh, a lot of decisions that are going to put you on track with a lot of other people. So look at ownership here. You you already talked about. Um, the the insane ownership on someone like Cam Newton coming in at ninety nine percent in the utility spot. Let me let me. I think AB's right in that you don't need to get different, Matt. But I, I've got to I've got to throw you a curveball here and say, if Cam Newton's going to be this popular and he's going to be thirty six percent in the captain spot, to give you guys who don't have our ownership projections a little clarity on this or a little context, the next closest player is Crowder at nine percent. So. <laughs> Is there is there a way to mix it up, Matt, and feel – I'm not going to use the word confident about it. There's nothing to feel confident about on this slate. Not even Cam Newton because he's 99% on. Uh, but is, is, are there any ways to mix it up and say, you know what, I think that could work? Yeah, I think looking to some of the runners, with the personnel we're expecting, which I agree with AB, I think it'll be more 12 personnel. I think they'll get Jacob Johnson, their fullback on the field. If you just look to last week, they ran 21 personnel, which is two backs – one tight end on the field at the highest rate in the league. It wasn't a ton of the time, but they did have a fullback on the field a fair amount. If you get a Damian Harris two or three touchdown game, which is in the realm of possibility, we've seen it with him before, there's a chance he outscores Cam Newton in your captain spot. I don't know if it's likely, but it's there. So, A.B., who would you say your top options are then? You already broke down, for, for the most part, the running backs. Would you say it's Cam Newton and you're fine throwing James White and Burkhead into those lineups and – kind of getting away from the wide receivers for the in large part? Absolutely. I am. I, I don't I don't see them being in those uh those situations where they have to throw the ball third and thirteen, third and ten. Right. I really don't see them being in there. I think they'll have success first and second down running the ball and to put them in situations where it's third and three, third and five, where they can do swing passes, run little out routes with um with the running backs, little option routes with the running backs coming out of the backfield and Cam doesn't have to take those chances down the field. So I think you see a lot of work from the running backs. I think you see a lot of completions 
um, high percentage, um, a high percentage from Cam uh, in this game because they don't have to push the ball down the field. What about a non-pass catching running back in Damian Harris, who uh, on DraftKings specifically is the second most expensive player? He's questionable coming in, but like I said, you know, everyone's always questionable on New England. So until further notice, I'm going to assume he, he'll play. He got 16 carries last game. Week four in the first game he was on the field this year, got 17 carries. Uh, and in spots where they haven't been playing from behind, uh, Damian Harris appears to be the number one back right now with Sonny Michelle uh, continuing to, to nurse those injuries on the IR. Hey, babe. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, I think he's a. I think he's a guy you want to look to to play. But you got to think that. I mean, when you get down to the goal line, I mean, Cam's going to be taking some of that stuff. You know, yeah. Cam's going to be. He's going to be the guy that's going to. Even though he fumbled last week to end the ball game, I mean, it's just he's going to be the guy they're going to be confident in to take that ball in the end zone. So if you get scores from Harris, yeah, you'll be different um, in that way. But. I just wouldn't – I'm like – like Matt said, I'm, it's just not likely to happen, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, Matt, you, you look at Cam Newton inside the red zone this year, inside the 10, uh, and then compared to Damian Harris. Damian Harris uh, doesn't have a, a – um, he has one rushing attempt inside the five this season. Cam Newton has eight and 12 inside the 10. That is a big thing to consider here, especially if you're saying, hey – I, I, I'm trying to configure a lineup here by carrying by pairing Cam Newton and Damian Harris together. Are they cannibalizing each other's production? And more likely than not, is Damian Harris having his production cannibalized by specifically Cam Newton? Yeah, I think he will. If you're playing Damian Harris and Cam Newton in the same lineup, I think you just are hoping that they roll the Jets. So that way they're yeah, in the red zone. pass at all. Yeah, they don't. Well, I mean, they're not really passing at all right now. They're right. the second heaviest run team in the NFL. And I think if they get up by a couple of scores, maybe that's the situation where they're like, okay, we can run Damian Harris in the red zone and not risk Cam Newton in this area of the field. Otherwise, I think it might be a cheap back. Just talk, talking about price for a second, when you play Newton in the captain and then you play Damian Harris, you start running into some cost problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. And look, Cam Newton's pass attempts this year, 25, 15, 25, 28, outlier against uh, Seattle, 44, Miami, 19, they don't want to run the. They don't want to throw the football, and with the depleted pass catching cores, I don't know why you would want to run it to begin with. So uh, I think we've covered everything for New England. Anything else here uh, that you see you think needs to be talked about, AB, before we move on to this wonderful Jets squad? I, I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, I think the I can really see New England's uh, defense scoring tonight. So I mean, I, I really think you gotta you gotta have them in there some a little bit. I mean, maybe. If you put if you got Cam and you got Damian Harris and then you put the Jets like like Matt said you run into some cost problems there but Burkhead is really cheap um, tonight and then I don't know maybe you get uh, you got to have Piran maybe Piran is uh, for the Jets I know we're gonna get to that but I think you have to take a look at um, their defense because I can really see them making some plays tonight on defense yeah and it's fair take they weren't they're not the same as they were last year but. There were two times last year where people won several hundred thousand dollars with the Patriots in the captain spot. Uh, And I believe one of those games came against the Jets, Matt. So I know they're expensive, but on a slate where you don't necessarily have a lot of high price guys to pay up for, where do you stand on playing the Patriots defense? 
I'm fine with playing the Patriots defense. You get to go against Joe Flacco. That's always a plus. He's completing 52% of his passes for five yards per attempt, which is downright dreadful. The Jets have some offensive line concerns. And the Patriots, they can manufacture some pressure with their defense, even when they do have some guys injured. I know they won't have Gilmore tonight, and there's a few other guys questionable, but I think they'll be able to at least apply some pressure. All right. Let's move on to the Jets. Before we do, uh, guys, the easiest way to help support us here is to just hit that subscribe button. Uh, join the YouTube channel. It's completely free, uh, but it'll make it easier. Your browse feature, your you know everything, it'll show up easier. You'll see our shows. You'll see our content more, uh, and it allows us to continue putting free stuff out here uh, on YouTube and keep doing what we do. So if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, go ahead and, uh, and do that. And hit that thumbs up. Also, if you want to know when all of our new shows are dropping next, hit that subs- uh, hit that notification bell as well. And while you're at it, follow AB at AlexBrown96 on Twitter, Matt at Matt underscore Gajeski, and myself at Lafay underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. All right. Um, AB, we'll go over to you here, kick it off with the Jets. Like we said earlier in the show, they're getting 10 points uh, against the Patriots, a Patriots team that has lost four straight. So that's a monster spread uh, in a divisional game against another team that hasn't played particularly well. And they have an implied total of 15.75 points. So it's it's getting ugly here. Let's kick it off with the run game, as you alluded to just a minute ago. What are your thoughts on someone like LaMichael P. Ryan today, who appears to be getting a little bit more work than earlier in the year where Adam Gase was insistent on giving Frank Gore all of the touches. Well, I mean, whether it's Frank Gore or P. Ryan, I mean, it's going to be, if they have a chance to win this this ball game, I think it's going to be because they're being very successful running the ball and they're keeping that offense off the field in the New England Patriots. So if they can run the ball, which they will have to, if they want to be competitive in this game, then it's going to be those two guys. It's going to be Frank Gore. Now, once you get down to the goal line, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people, even though he's, a, he's an older guy, I mean, everybody thinks that he has a knack for getting Frank Gore, that is, uh, getting in the end zone. So I think that's kind of up in there. And who gets those carries, him or P. Ryan? But um, I like P. Ryan. I kind of lean towards him a little bit more uh, in this game if you're going to if you're gonna pick anybody from from that side. Uh, I just think uh, Crowder's just a little too high for me. Yeah, Matt, there's, there's a problem that we have here, which is, you have to fill up six spots and you're going to have to do it with at least one New York Jets player. Now, to be fair, you and I talked about the Bucks and the Giants just last week and said, hey, we saw the Eagles Cowboys game, Ben DiNucci, what can they really do? Went with the five, one situation for the five, one stack where you had five Eagles, one of them being the defense. Uh, and then was it whether it be a Michael Gallup or whoever on the other side? We talked a lot about that five one four two for Tampa Bay and New York, and it didn't play out the same way. So one thing we always want to do is cover all of our bases. And then you look at yesterday, uh, for any of you guys that weren't paying attention, it was one of the worst, ugliest games you've seen all year, a dominant victory from the Saints, um, crushing Tampa Bay, what was it, 38-3. to So um, things can go in different directions. And if we're not accounting for different possibilities here, we're doing it wrong. So we're going to touch on everybody from the Jets, whether we want to or not. And Matt, we'll kick it off. We'll go back to you with the running backs. It's been a timeshare, and it seems like it's moving slightly in Pirine's favor. It's been slowly, though. Pirine played 49% of snaps last week, Frank or 39, but their touches are largely the same. They each saw 10 touches, and we think Pirine, 
you know, he's more of a pass catcher than Gore at this point in Gore's career, but only six out of P Ryan's last 37 touches have come in the form of targets. So even he's not seeing a ton of work in the pass game. So you really have two backs who are uninvolved as pass catchers that are projected to be playing from negative game script. The only thing we can really hang our hats on is they're both cheap. So you can slide them in if you think they are the jet that maybe falls in the end zone. I'll stick with you for a minute here, Matt. What do we do at the quarterback position? Sam Darnold looking like he will be inactive. That's going to throw Joe Flacco into the mix. Now, we know that sites like DraftKings and FanDuel will always preemptively price the quarterbacks up, the backup quarterbacks, uh, just in the event that one of the other, the starting quarterback is out. So Joe Flacco, you're not, it's not like you're getting a significant discount on him. If anything, you'd be overpaying for Joe Flacco at this price point. The only thing I think you can look to with Joe Flacco is you're getting a team that's actually pretty fast. The Jets have been extremely inefficient, but they're seventh in seconds per play. So if they can string together some drives, you're going to get a lot of pass attempts, not just because of their pace, but because of negative game script. The Patriots defense hasn't been quite the same. They are allowing 8.2 yards per pass attempt, which is one of the worst marks in the NFL. But at the same time, we need to consider the talent of the New York Jets overall. And is Joe Flacco someone that can really exploit this matchup? And I'm not 100% sure he can. Do you have any thoughts on... When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Flacco being able to hang tough in this one AB and, and, and potentially punch the ball into the end zone a couple of times because in the spot starts we've seen from him so far this season, um, it, it hasn't it hasn't necessarily been the prettiest thing. He's failed to eclipse 200 passing yards. He has one touchdown, the one interception, and that came against Arizona and Miami. Now he's got a pretty stout Patriots defense and secondary. What are your thoughts here? Well, uh, I do believe uh, he he can do it. Um, I think it'll have to come in chunks, though, if, if they do. Uh, I think he still can throw the deep ball. I think he still has a big arm. Um, it'll be getting one-on-one coverage uh, down the field. If you catch uh, the Patriots in a blitz, um, maybe you get a one-on-one coverage. Uh, you look at uh, Barry Ozzy. I mean, he had 11 targets last game. So um, he's one of those guys that you, I mean, you really want to look at. Um, you got Mims. Uh, can he catch one of these guys down the field in a one-on-one situation? and they just win that 50-50 ball. Uh, If you can get those chunk plays, then yes, I can definitely see them. I can't see them driving 12, 13 plays down the field and scoring a touchdown. I I really don't see that happening. You ever play against Flacco? I know he he came into the league in like 2008. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We played against Flacco, and I played against um, the kid that made the movie, the left tackle out of Ole Miss. Oh, Um, yeah. Uh, You're talking about the blind blind side? spot. Yeah, I played against him. Michael Orr, yeah, that's him, yeah. Played against him, he beat the shit out of me, but uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a good day for me. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, that, that what made it so good after the game. After that game, they beat us, and Ray Lewis gave me his jersey after the game. So I guess he felt pretty bad for me. Oh, uh, that's pretty. But but oh, hold on. So you said because you were a D end. Uh, yes. You were right the right side D M. Uh, yep. And uh, were you lined up against Michael Orr? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Okay. I was. It wasn't a pretty day. I mean, he, he's not the biggest uh, left tackle. I mean, I. I spent a lot of years facing um, uh, Bryant McKinney. So Bryant McKinney is humongous compared to him, but he was just quick. I mean, and he just seemed like he was in the way the whole time. So, and if you're not on time, Flacco usually, I mean, he, he knows where he's going with the ball before the snap happens. So um, if you can, if you can fool him, which I don't think um, they will, I just don't think he's that, like he has the weapons to win those 50, 50 balls like he had when he was at, um when he was at Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, here it is. Chicago Bears, 31-7. to That's the one you're yeah. talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, they beat us up pretty bad. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I can remember I remember all these games. I remember things that happened in them, but I can't remember to pick up the milk and eggs my wife said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, all right, Matt, back to you, man. Uh, what are we doing with the pass catchers here? I, the crazy thing is, let's let's put a little bit of respect on Crowder's name, right? Like, the guy has played really well this season. He's questionable. Uh, as of now, I'm assuming that that he's going to play, especially by his uh, what he said after practice the other day. It looks like we're on track to see him suit up today. Uh, and at Osimo, we've got him – we have him projected to play as well. By the way, you hear about all of the content we have. You hear us talk about ownership, player projections, all of that stuff. If you go to awesomeo.com slash join – the Express Weekly Pass is less than $4 a week. You get all of the showdown content included on top of all of the other content for NFL that we have. But if you use the promo code Augusta, you can do it through the 13th, Friday the 13th, Friday, November 13th, Augusta, A-U-G-U-S-T-A. That was a tough one for me. A-U-G-U-S-T-A. That'll get you half off everything on the site for an Awesome Up Plus Platinum Weekly Pass. Use the promo code Augusta. You have till the 13th. It'll get you the ownership, the player projections, the lineup builder, the top stack tool, the top plays tool for showdown. You can get the Fantasy Cruncher add-on if you'd like. All of our premium articles that these guys put so much time into uh, to help you so you don't have to put in the countless hours of research throughout the week. You name it, everything we have, half off using that promo code Augusta. Head over there to awesomeo.com slash join and check that out. Um, Matt, like I said, though, Jameson Crowder has been fantastic in the games that he's played. And one thing that I think is very notable, whether it's been Darnold or Joe Flacco on the field, he has double digit targets in every single game he's played this season with seven plus receptions in every game he's seasoned. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in what projects to be a low scoring game with potentially not a lot of touchdowns, the points per reception are so important here where even if there aren't a ton of yards racked up, do you not think that the fact that he can give you seven, eight receptions, even if he only goes for 50 yards, that that could be really, really valuable today? Or is he too expensive for you? I think he's appropriately priced. DraftKings and the sites did a pretty good job with Crowder. He deserves to be this expensive on this particular slate. We have a bunch of timeshares on, on both teams, really, at a variety of positions. And Crowder is someone that we can lock into a healthy target share right now in healthy games this year. He's seeing a 31.5% target share. That's phenomenal. Air yard share, 28.8%. That's actually pretty good for a slot receiver. So I think Crowder makes a lot of sense. My main question is, uh, I think we're going to run into a really chalky roster construction where 
you know, we have Cam Newton, we have Jameson Crowder. I think people will probably turn to Olszewski because he's extremely cheap and that's going to open up a lot of salary for basically whoever else you want in your roster. So do you get away with that? I think that's worth considering. Yeah, it's a good point. Between Newton and Crowder, you're looking at like 45% captain spot ownership, but uh, I'm still willing to get there. But, you know, A.B., you mentioned that if you're going with Jamison Crowder and you're going with Cam Newton, let's just let's just for the sake of argument here, we'll throw Cam Newton into the captain spot uh, and then we'll throw Crowder in there. Then you're basically working with a pretty depleted roster for the last four spots. You're averaging 4,700 per player. So it's it's going to be difficult with both of those guys in there uh, to round out the rest of your lineup. Are there any cheap options that you like on the Jets that we can maybe squeeze in there? Ooh, man. Mm. Uh, well, Frank Gore comes to mind. I mean, we, we've been talking about him and uh, P. Ryan. Uh, he does get some carries. If he can maybe get a touchdown, it doesn't take a whole lot for him to uh, to kind of satisfy the his price tag. So um, I'd say Frank Gore and uh, maybe no. <laughs> That's There's honestly no that's that's about it. That that's about it for me. Uh, I probably throw in Frank Gore because I'm not. I don't expect the Jets to actually be in this game. I, I think um, New England dominates this game. So if there's a, a one guy or maybe two guys that I ha- I want to have, it'll be Crowder or um, I can either have Crowder or I can have P Ryan or Gore. That's it. That's as far as I'm going with the Jets, honestly. Okay, Matt, if you throw the Patriots in there as well, so you got Newton, Crowder, and the Patriots, uh, now you're looking at 3,866 remaining per player. It sounds crazy, but I'm almost contemplating putting the Patriots in the captain spot and see what happens. I, I know I know that's an absurd thought, but it's worked before. And if they had two defensive touchdowns today, I wouldn't be shocked. The problem is there's so much volatility there. So let's just talk from a roster construction standpoint, talking through this. How do you approach it once you get to that and you got three positions left or you take the Patriots out, you've got Newton Crowder and four positions left and not a lot of additional salary? I think people are just going to play Olszewski, who's on the field the majority of the snaps. I mean, he's not seeing a lot of opportunity. He didn't even get a target last week, but he he handled a rush attempt and he's going to be on the field. So maybe that leads to three, four, five targets, which at he's near the min. And you're talking about having, what was it, 3,500 or something left in salary for the the left? So if you put the Patriots in there with Newton and Crowder, you've got 36 or 3866. If you take the Patriots out with just Crowder and Newton, you've got 4750. Yeah. So if you put Olszewski in there, you're going to end up with a lot more salary to work with. And he's a full-time player. Okay. Yeah. Full-time player that you're hoping gets some form of opportunities here. Are there any other pass catchers you like outside of Crowder? Because if you're starting to pair up these pass catchers, then you got to start thinking about getting Joe Flacco in there too. Well, I think you need to think about other pass catchers for New York. The, the, it's interesting because the prices for New York outside of Crowder are not very appropriate. Crowder is easily their target right. one. Then you run into Barrios. He's not cheap. You run into Mims, also not cheap. Even Brashad Perriman, who expects to be active for this game, he cleared concussion protocol. He's not exactly the cheapest guy either. But some of these guys will receive targets based on just pass volume we project to see. I think the main question is who is on the field. New York is a team that runs primarily 11 personnel. They do it at one of the highest rates in the league. Crowder's certainly not leaving the field. So do you think it's Brashad Perriman, Mims, and then Berrios? I tend to think we're going to see a lot of Crowder in the slot, 
Perriman and Mims on the outside because Berrios is more of a, a redundant asset with Crowder. Berrios is primarily a slot receiver, but it's hard to say because Berrios has actually played well when he's on the field. Yeah, and I guess to go back over to you, A.B., one of the questions here is can we just say, you know, we we, we respect this Patriots secondary. Uh, I, I understand that Gilmore hasn't been – Stefan Gilmore hasn't been uh, – ha, uh, sorry, is he actually – is Gilmore out? Is he confirmed he's out. out? He's confirmed he's out. out, right? Yeah. Okay, um, but they still have some quality. They still have some quality cornerbacks, uh, and we've seen that. Are they the same as they've been uh, in last year in the Super Bowl runs? Not necessarily, but I still have a decent amount of respect for these guys, uh, be it Jonathan Jones, J.C. Jackson. PFF gives him a great grade this year. Jason McCourty, not as much, but still, he's an above-average corner. Does, do, does someone like Rashad Perriman – have a shot to to get deep downfield here and and pay it off for us, AB. I know you're not high on these pass catchers, but if we have to find some cheap options, maybe Perriman's the type of guy that can make a couple splash plays and and pay it off for us because there's not many places to turn here at all. Yeah, no, I, I think he would be the guy. I mean, if you're looking for somebody to pay it off and let's say one play, I mean, he could do it. He could catch a 50 yard bomb for a touchdown. He really could. Um, uh, you got a quarterback that can throw it there. I mean, he can find the one-on-one matchups, and it's just about the receiver going up and making a play on that 50-50 ball. Uh, Brashard Perriman would be that guy. Um, do I think it'll happen? Uh, yeah, I, I can definitely see it. Um, I think uh, the Patriots have a history of taking away that top option, and I think yeah. they're going to try to do that with Crowder. They're going to try to take him away from the game, which is going to leave those opportunities for guys like, Pyramid. So if if they do choose to throw it, I think it's going to have to be Pyramid to make some plays before um, New England kind of changes their strategy uh, in this game. Um, so, yeah, I, I can definitely see getting, if I'm making 100 lineups, getting getting to some, uh, some Pyramid, uh, for sure. I absolutely can see it. Yeah, Matt, that's a good point. We've seen... We've seen uh, Belichick do everything he can to take away an opposing team's top player. And, you know, he doesn't have to worry much about the run game. While I think these guys will get worked in quite a bit, they're not exactly, you know, a murderer's row of talent in that backfield. Uh, and then Jamison Crowder has been the one guy that, that can really do damage. Is it is he someone that's doing it downfield and making, you know, one play differences? No, but he is the best when it comes to being able to create separation, get open and move the chains. Do, do you think there's a possibility that they try and take him away and it does open things up maybe for a couple of these guys on the outside? Yeah, it's possible. I just don't think there's like a strong argument that Crowder is substantially better than Mims or, or Perriman. Crowder, for what he does, it's fantastic, but he's not he's not a dynamic receiver. He's a slot-only receiver right. with moderate athletic testing numbers, but he's not going to run down the field. So yeah, how many resources do you really have to dedicate to taking away the slot-only receiver? I don't know if... I, I, I legitimately don't know the answer to this question. Yeah, I don't he, either. So Julio, I mean, he's not Julio, of course, but he is a guy that can keep the chains moving, and that keeps oh, for sure. off the field, you know. So he wants. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna go with what they believe is their best players. That's what the Jets are gonna do. They're not gonna be trying to push the ball down the field. Um, I, I don't think, unless uh, the shorter routes are taken away. And I just go with the history of New England, and I think they will try to take him away, take Crowder away, and I think it'll just open up some. I mean, we'll see, you know? <laughs> that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. 
Do you guys think we're going to see some deep attempts from um, Matt and then you, Amy? Do you think we're going to see some deep shots from Flacco? Like, you think this could be a spot where they say, listen, we haven't won a single game this season, right? We're not even, we're not a particularly good football team. Uh, What we're doing isn't working. You think we're going to see Flacco begin to air it out because uh, AB said it and Matt, you've said it a lot. These slates, these showdown games can be won on, on one play alone, right? whether it be a 50, 60-yard touchdown reception or, or, or a long run that goes for a score. Sometimes when you have particularly low-scoring games, as we're projecting this to be, one play can make all of the difference. Yeah, I think Perriman and Denzel Mims are both two guys you can use downfield. Mims did it a lot in college at Baylor last year. Perriman has a long history of this, given his athletic size profile. I think we could see it. Flacco has been very inaccurate, and he has a very low yards per pass attempt. Five there and a 52% completion percentage. Both are, are they're like among the worst in the league if he qualified to, to be actually be in these studies. He doesn't have enough pass attempts. So I'm not sure he can do it. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he tries, maybe he doesn't. I'm looking now at uh, just attempted deep balls on the season. Joe, here's the crazy thing, though, and, and you're right, Matt. It's been a, it's been brutal there, but uh, A.B., Joe Flacco, he's, he started in week five and six, right? So I'm just isolating those games. He's second in the league in uh, attempts north of 20 yards uh, with 13. Carson Wentz and Gardner Minshew are tied for first with 14. Flacco's attempting him. I just don't know if he can hit them. But if he's attempting them, I might take some shots on some of these guys that can hopefully break one off, maybe busted coverage. Who knows? We got we to gotta go somewhere here. <laughs> yeah, we gotta go somewhere. I think um I, I think they will do it. Um I think they will have some uh, uh deep attempts. I think they will try and loosen up that defense a little bit, and that's the only way you can do it. I mean they're they're gonna come in to stop the run because if I'm playing on the Patriots team or if I'm the Patriots defensive coordinator, I'm thinking the only thing you have is the run game and you have Crowder. That's what I'm thinking. So I wanna loosen up that defense a little bit and to see some plays. If they come out the first play of the game. And they throw a 50-yard bomb to Perriman. Whatever happens, it doesn't even matter. What does it do to the psyche of the New England Patriots? Do they, okay, these guys are going to go deep. They're going to, they're in for it because nobody on this roster, I don't believe, has ever beaten the Patriots, to be honest. Like, it's just, like, it's been so long. Um, So what do they have to lose, honestly? They're not in a divisional race. They're not in a playoff race. It's This is essentially their Super Bowl to kiss the Patriots when they're down. So let's go for it. Let me ask you about that for a minute, just kind of getting into the psyche of someone who's done it before, because AB, I've always watched a lot of football, never played any football. But uh, one thing it feels like completely anecdotal, that these teams that go winless throughout the season, it always seems like they start playing they start playing more competitive football because no team you have to have, there's got to be some element of pride even if you're getting paid right to where you're losing you're losing every single game you continue to lose we saw it with the, the lions where they went 0 16 the final stretch of the season they almost won all of those games and found ways to lose it like do you think this could be a spot where the jets come out with maybe a little bit of passion like we saw here's a good example the cowboys yesterday 15 dogs against the steelers they came out and almost won that game uh, yep. let me get into your head for a minute and and, and I, i'm not i don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you've been on a team uh that's you know gone winless this far into the season but i'm sure you could share a little bit of insight into how they look to play 
Yeah, no, I've, I've been on some teams that not necessarily gone winless this far into the season, but start out 2-0 and and then lose the next nine. So it's not – it doesn't feel better, i tell you that. But, um, no, what what I think happened um, when you're looking at the Dallas-Pittsburgh game, I think it's more on the other side. I don't, I don't think Dallas played any better. You think Pittsburgh played down to the competition? Yeah. Pittsburgh came into the game thinking they're just going to walk over the team and forgot that, hell, it is an NFL football team on the other side. So I think the Patriots come in, even though they're not playing well, just looking at the guys that's been on the Patriots, they don't look at the Jets as a team they need to worry about. They never have. So in looking at that, yeah, I can absolutely see this game being competitive because once you get to halftime and the Jets are still in reach, well, then they start to believe they can win. And that's the worst thing you can get from a team that comes into the game and they, they're they not expected to be even close. Not many people think this game is going to be close. And if it is at halftime, then you can really just put down, it's going to be a dogfight from that point on. So I think that's where it happens. It's more on the team that comes in favored, not really taking the game serious. Or like last night, even though that game wasn't competitive, it's easy to get up for a Saints-Tampa Bay game. You know, it's easy to get up for uh, uh, both 500 uh, Bears team and uh, Aaron Rodgers-led uh, Green Bay Packers team. It's easy to get up for those games, but it's these games when the team isn't very good. They're 0-6. I mean, we played against Detroit when they went 0-16. We played against them twice, and both of those games were pretty competitive. So right. um, it's you go into the game thinking a little different. Yeah, you shouldn't, but it happens. We're human. And Matt, one thing that you and I have learned from doing this show together uh, for the past however many weeks is a lot of these games just don't go according to the script. That happens a lot. I mean, in all games across the NFL. Yeah. And we need to play plan for that, especially when we see ownership being condensed into a couple plays. What if the Jets get the opening kickoff and score? Cam Newton has to throw in and throws a wrench into your entire game plan. And it happens a lot. We've seen it uh, countless times this year, countless times. And if the field is not going to be playing that way, it's a way I will have at least in some of my lineups. Right. That's a good point. Like special teams can make plays. Defenses can make plays. It doesn't necessarily have to be the Jets offense that does it. Uh, Greg Williams is going to blitz a lot. He's good. They don't get a ton of pressure, but he's going to do what he can to be unique. Uh, With the way Cam Newton has played, with how depleted they are among their pass-catching positions. Matt, I have to ask you, is there any merit to looking at a Jets defense or a Jets-Patriots defense stack in these lineups where you put both defenses in there and you assume that it's going to be a a, a 10-7 game come the end of 60 minutes? Is it viable? Yes, you can do it. Is it likely? Absolutely not. So when you're doing that, you just have to know you're going to lose probably – at least nine out of 10 times you do it. But if you hit the one time it happens, you are the only one that has it. That's a good point. All right. Um, let's, let's do this before we close it out. And, and guys, remember, you can listen to all of these shows in podcast form. If you don't want to do it on YouTube, maybe you don't have YouTube premium uh, and you don't want to put your phone in your pocket while it's open. Uh, you go to iTunes, any platform that has podcasts, we're on there. So just search awesome. A W E S E M O. And you'll find us. Um, AB, I think we covered it all, man. It's been a fun show. Let's do this to wrap it up. What do you see the end result of this game being? Give me a score and give me your overall script as far as this game plays out to close things down. 
Oh man, I, I think I, I think it does play out as a low scoring game, but in the end, I think uh, New England they score late to make it a bigger margin than what I guess what the game would have um, entailed. So I'm gonna go with a 24 to 14 type of ball game. Okay, so we got a push there. By the way, if you got a 10 point spread, you got the Patriots pushing according to AB. Seems pretty logical to me, Matt. What do you say? And by the way, Sonny Michelle uh, was designated to return. I don't. They don't give us any information out of Foxborough, so pay attention. Uh, has he been ruled out officially yet, Matt? I don't think he has. I think we can confidently say he will not play unless Damian Harris is inactive. The okay. Patriots carry four RBs every single week, but one of them's fullback Jacob Johnson. They're certainly not going to carry five. Okay. Burkhead and James White are fine, so I think. Damian Harris and Sonny Michelle are interchangeable. It's going to be one or the other, not both. All right. Give me your final score, and how does this play out? I, I actually was thinking similar to A.B. here. I like I was going to go 27-13. Very similar range here, just the Patriots ending up, you know, giving up a little bit of points, but still pulling off a pretty comfortable lead. All right. Well, we appreciate all you guys hanging out with us as always. Again, hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet before you leave and subscribe to the channel. Help support us here. Help us grow the brand and get more eyeballs on the site, on the show, so we can continue to do this for free. AB, man, this has been fun. Where can people find you? A lot of fun, man. They can find me uh, on my Instagram, uh, 96abrown. You can find me on uh, Twitter, uh, alexbrown 96 Hey. Hit me up. Uh, I'd love to come back, guys. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. It's great to get it's great to get someone's opinion that's actually played the game of football, Matt. So uh, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter at Matt underscore Gajeski. It's a real pleasure from a non-athletic person like myself. It's good to hear all of the <laughs> actual real in-life game takes. I appreciate it a lot, man. Dude, I'm an awesome like men's league athlete. It's just, you know, once <laughs> Must you be nice, Laffy. Must be What's nice. That? Must be nice to be a good rec player. Oh, I'm sick, man. You watch men's league hockey? I'm one of the best out there. But uh, that's about as far as we go. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Follow us at AwesomeODFS. Myself, Lafayette underscore D. And you heard it from these guys, where to find them. Matt's got the waiver wire show coming up later today. And in just 11 minutes, Adam Scher, Josh Engelman, and myself will be breaking down everything from week nine. I'll be honest. I don't want to do it. It was miserable. It was horrible. But that's my job. We've got to do it. We got to take a look at Cruncher, lineup study, and see what went right and mostly what went wrong. So be sure to join us. Commiserate, celebrate, whatever you want. We'll be back here soon at awesomeo.com. <laughs>